This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, we're still recovering from the Author You extravaganza. It was an amazing um, gathering of professionals, of uh, beginning speakers and authors, of sophisticated authors, of individuals who really wanted to soar their book from whatever the position it is, or actually get their book rescued and take it to another level. So people just hung on to the remarks of Mark Coker, who was very intuitive as he sat down and he listened to people and then he said, here's kind of what I think I see about your book. Um, And it was really fun to sit down with him with one of our attendees who came in from Wyoming for the weekend and see how that whole book got morphed within 15 minutes between Mark and I as we said, well, how about this, how about this, how about that? And see the gleam in the author's eye to see how he could rebirth his entire book. But there was also great ideas. Joan Stewart was stellar. And I wanted to let all of you know that we have the DVDs and the CDs available now. And all you have to do is to go to the authoru.org website, click on store, and they're right there at the top. They're $8 for a CD, $20 for a DVD. Uh, the quality is high, so there's no fuzzy stuff, no cameras moving around. I mean, we actually had a crew there to uh, uh, audio and, and video do the taping. So it all worked out quite well. And we're now getting ready to uh, go forward with next year's and negotiating the contracts with the hotel. So put these dates on your calendar, May 7th through 9th, 2015. It's going to be in Denver, Colorado. You can set up your payment right now. You can come in at $395 for the three days, which includes your meals. And you can get it on a three-payment plan. So I would encourage all of you to go to the authoru.org site and, um, and and really start looking forward to getting involved in it. and, and e- Or email me personally at judith at bryles, B-R-I-L-E-S dot com and say, I want in to the uh, to author you and um, how do I sign up? And we'll get you, we'll get you started on that because not all the information, we already have two-thirds of our, our speakers booked and, and 70% of the exhibitors are already booked for next year. It gives you a chance to really come back and uh, deal with it directly and, and talk hands-on with the people who will create, who will market, who will social media, who will monetize your book right there at our at the uh, Author You Extravaganza. So with that said, one of the topics that I presented was on how to create a million-dollar speech on your book. And I thought this would be a good time really to lay that out for our listeners because it's it's not complex 
Does it take work? Yeah, it does. Um, can you put it together so you can uh, really start making money on both your mouth and your word? Yes, you can. And so I'm going to take you through some basic structures. A lot of people um, know that I've written 31 books, but you may not know that not only did I make my living with my mouth for over 30 years, starting from 1984, where I just spoke all over the world, from Finland to Brazil to Canada to Mexico to all over the United States, I spoke on my books. And I will tell you, between 1987, when I started tracking what the monies that came in, and we had them divvied up from book sales, uh, royalties that still came from New York before I created my own publishing company in the year 2000, to some consulting that came in from corporate sponsorship that came forward where I became a spokesperson for companies, to getting paid. We need Bryles, we need to have you come in, and we want you to be our keynote for blah, blah, blah. And I got paid for that, plus I sold books. I can tell you that between 1987 and today, that over $4.8 million was created between all those avenues of book sales, of paid speaking gigs, of corporate sponsorship, where I was a spokesperson, for example, for three years with one of Bristol-Myers' products. Um, and we wrote a book together out of that. And um, and just some and just one-on-one -on -one consulting. So, can you do that? Yes, you can. Is it easy? Mm, nope. You got to have the goit factor. That's you got to get off your tush and move forward. But I'm going to show you how to create that speech and the structure of it during this session today. So let's just jump in. You need to ask um, why should you speak? Well, there's four things: positioning, credibility. Yeah, fun. Let me tell you, I had a lot of fun. I had conference buddies all over the world. And you can make money. So when you look at, is there a talk in you, you're going to be probing in to the deal of why speak. Maybe you want to have fun. Maybe you want to network. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you want to be viewed as the expert. Maybe you want to get on TV, radio, in print. Maybe you want to uh, position yourself as the go-to person in your specific industry that they will come to you, etc. Know why you want to speak. Secondly, be very clear on what's your topic. I can't tell you how many people would come to me and say, Oh, Judith, I want to be just like you. I, wa I want to get up on that stage and I want to have, whether you know my smallest audience might have been 16 people, my largest audience was 5,000. You know, I want to be just like you. You know, um, what should I speak about? I can't tell you that. What's your passion? What's your vision? We go back to the whole platform building here. So it's what area that you're going to become the go-to expert in. And then you develop your speech from there. Now, the next thing you really need to know is who's your crowd. Because one of the things that a lot of beginning speakers do is they screw up and say, Oh, yeah, I can speak on this. And I can speak to anyone. No, you can't. You really have to know who your crowd is. Now, I can tell you, people would say, well, you know, who, who do you speak for? I would always say, it's probably better to ask me who I don't speak for. So I learned not to speak for government. It just was the wrong fit for me. Anything that was government, whether it was municipality, whether it was state, whether it was federal, 
it just was the wrong fit. And you, you ask why? Well, it, there was just, there was a chemistry thing. And that they, you know, you could, the angels could descend and you could be a rock star. But the reality is that the people there just weren't as motivated to act on what I wanted to share with them, to give to them, as I was as motivated as in sharing that information. So we didn't have, say, a mutual green, and it was exhausting. Oh, they laughed, and they had a great time, and they said this was great, but then they just went back and did the same old, same old. So it was the wrong fit. I don't speak for school teachers. They actually spoke when you talked, and I just, the rudeness just didn't work for me. Um, I don't speak for lawyers. It, there was too much hard work to try to prove yourself and your credentialing um, so they'd even pay attention. And I didn't speak for men, that were groups that were primarily male after dark. It just seems that once drinking kind of started or they'd had a cocktail or two that, you know, a, a food fight might have been better. So I just learned that's where I did not go. With that said, I knew what my crowd was. My crowd ended up being primarily healthcare over the years. But I didn't know that in the beginning. It was an evolution. You need to ask yourself what you're willing to invest. That's your time and energy and, yes, your money. What's your time commitment here to really build it? Because guess what? You're going to have to market, market, market. Um, what format is for you? Are you workshop? Do you do training? Are you a keynoter? You know, I'm one of the few that really can cross over. I could do a stellar kick butt, and I'm telling you, kick butt workshop, highly interactive. I had more activities and exercises to keep them going, um, and I could bring a crowd to tears if I needed to from a platform that had thousands in it, or I could have them roaring. Um, and one of the things that you learn as a speaker is that you are on a roller coaster ride and there are going to be high ups that oh my gosh they're soared with you and then you may bring them into something that, something that gets them into their heart um, that gets them thinking that hits a nerve um, and you could have them weeping but when you have the roller coaster ride remember that when you bring them down you have to bring them back up before you plateau it again. So, and we'll get into that a little bit more. So, what's your commitment? What's the format for you? Are you a keynote or are you a trainer or are you a workshop person? Who needs to help you get there? Do you need a speaking coach? Do you need to have someone work with your stories? I actually hired someone to help me choreograph some of my stories that become known as signature stories. And then I think it's always important to ask this simple question, what does success look like to you. So in the beginning it feels so alone as you struggle along and you get it out there. For my nonfiction listeners, keep this in mind. Problems make the world go round. You're the problem solver. And nonfiction writers solve them. So that's going to be part of your whole basis of your action plan as we go along. And my, my, uh, one of my little caveats I want to throw out right now is don't do a speech that you have no business doing. A lot of people ask me, oh my gosh, how do you do so much? How are you so organized? You know what? You need to come and do 
uh, a program on time management for us. Well, I'm telling you, if a time manager came into my office, they would think you know a tornado had gone through it. Because I'm so such a visual organizer, I have to have everything out until I'm done with it and put it away. They would go cuckoo, and they would think there is no way she can talk about management. And yet, I can run circles around most of you. All right, so we're going to talk about running circles around creating that speech when we come back. Um, and we're going to get into that. So I don't do speeches on time management. What I do do is what you'll hear when we'll come back. This is Judith Riles. You're listening to Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another? Author You will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival. Festival Award and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, 
your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Right. Steps to structuring your speech. And as I mentioned earlier, I made a living for many, many years just by speaking. And, and, I, and I'll share with you why I made the decision that I didn't want to travel the way I used to be. Because I, I can tell you I was in 12 different states in one month. And it's exhausting. Now, some people love that. But, you know, I had kids. I had a family. I had grandkids. Um, but also the thing that really made me really want to slow down is I had a fall after an event in, in Canada several years ago. And I did one of those banana peel falls on a gob of ice cream or, or vanilla yogurt on a white marble floor. And, I, it, and it damaged me. And I wasn't able to read for 18 months. I wasn't able to travel. We were beginning to think I would have to be in a wheelchair from then on and I had to put all my energy I will tell you I exhausted bank accounts everything alternative um, work to get me back on track so I could do what I do and the fact is I always loved working with authors and showing them how I did it and I decided you know what in 207 this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life and boy do I love doing it so when I mentioned that I made over that period of time $4.8 million, I can also dive down and tell you my personal record of book sales after one speech, get this, one speech was over $16,000 in a five-hour period signing 566 books one at a time. So during that period when I told you the $4.8 million, I can tell you the exact amount that could be attributed to speaking was $2,734,684. So with that, niching is where it's about. And you need to learn how to start laying out a speech. So I just call it speech book mapping. And here's the questions. And, and so when you think about a book map, just put in the center of it, whatever your talk, you know, put your book title or your theme or whatever it is, but that's your talk, all right? Now what I want you to do is just start drawing lines all around it, go around it like spokes. So give yourself seven, eight spokes. And off of the spokes, you're going to have more little lines. Now, each of the spokes, you're going to start asking these questions because you need to answer them. First of all, what is your topic? What is your topic. All right, that is going to go probably in the center. That's your talk. Next on a spoke, what's your experience or expertise? That's the main line. Now, the sublines off of that spoke are going to be, well, I've got a doctorate in it. I've done major studies in it. I've already written a book in it. I am fill in the blank about it. You get all your experience. It could be if you're talking about, for example, I did a book years ago called Woman to Woman from Sabotage to Support. And that was based, my expertise is one, I have my doctorate in ethics, do, do and why women undermine other women. That's where my expertise came from. But my real expertise, my real doctorate comes from an embezzlement that cost me a million dollars when my female partner took on a partner I knew nothing about and it was called cocaine. 
and Kathy stole unbelievable amounts of money from a loan I had personally guaranteed. That's my experience. Right. So you start going, it could be that you have interviewed many, many people. That brings your expertise into line. So lay that out. The next spoke is going to have, why do you talk about this? Okay, so, well, I've got a passion about it. I didn't want people to get screwed over like I had been. I was so naive and didn't call my former partner on behavior that I was suspicious of, but I was forgiving always wanted to give someone another chance. Um, so, uh, you know, it was a passion when you all of a sudden, you know, health became one of the reasons why. Um, I was so angry at what she had done to me, to my family, to my business, to my reputation, to my fill in the blank, um, that I, I used to imagine, I used to imagine driving down one of the big freeways. I lived in Northern California at the time and, and, and and she's driving along and she blows up in the car and I used to imagine flames going hundreds of feet in the air and I you know I made myself sick I made myself sick so you've got to deal with you know this was conflict how to deal with conflict and that's what it evolved into so you know why do you talk about this All right how are you different from others next spoke how are you different from others that are competitive and if you think that you're the only person out here talking about it get over it so you need to know what your unique qualities. It could be presentation. It could be storytelling. It could be personal experiences. It, you know, fill in the blank here. And then you want to know, okay, so I, next book is I want you to be able to identify things that you want your listener to start, to stop, to do differently. So this, these would be things to stop, start, do differently. And then your, then your little lines that come off that main spoke are going to be all the little ahas. And what we are developing, dear listener, is the key points in your talk. All right. Then you're going to go into always important next spoke. What are your success stories? Okay. So what are your bravos, your kudos, your things that you're going to show to illustrate you know what you're talking about? So your main spoke will be success stories and then your sides will be each one. And we're not writing down the whole story. What we're doing is just a couple of words that will be bullets so you can trigger it and put it together. And then the next book is, and this is an important one, failure stories. Because I will tell you, this is where your real learning comes in. This is where your listener learning comes in. Because what they, they want to hear, the oh my gods, and then how did you recover? People wanted to know how, you know, you're bright, Judith. H how did you get duped? Well, I looked in the mirror and I used to ask myself that too. So what were the signs out there? What did you fail to abide by? Or did you overlook? Or did you forgive or fill in the blank? How, what are the failure stories? And how do you resuscitate yourself? How do you recover? How do you move on? Next spoke. What's the number one thing that makes listening to you worthwhile? And you may have a whole bunch of them, and they just you want to have backups. All right, you may have backups. Now, why do you want to do this? Because you're going to be pitching yourself to people who can hire you, who can bring you in, and you need to jump in. This is also going to be part of your copy. This will be part of your copy. And then the next book is who? And then your side is this is your audience. Who? needs to hear your message. 
who needs to hear your message. And then the last folks are takeaways. Takeaways. And then all your little sides off of that are what are the things that people will take away. All right. When you have that down, and I want you to put this up so you can visually see it because it will keep you engaged as you put this and structure together. And by the way, this is the same way I start structuring a book. Put this together and you're bringing it about. Now, within every speech, every speech, there is a problem, there is a cause, there is some kind of effect, and there is a solution. I don't care if you're fiction or nonfiction. You know, if you're fiction, your protagonist has got a problem. There's a causation. It could be him or her. There is an effect. Their whole world is shattered. There is going to be a solution. They get bailed out after, or, or, you know, you live in the cliffhanger, but there is something that you're going to be moving them toward the end. There is a commonality. Don't think you're different, whether you're fiction or nonfiction. And you can get out and talk about so many things. And my fiction listeners, you can take topical events. My gosh, just open up the newspaper, go down to your newsstand, look at tabloids. You will be able to create speeches tying into some theme within your book that can get you off and running. All right, so let's now jump in to the structure. And structures bring in about, you've, you've got to have, you know, what, what the whole thing is about. That's critical. And then you want to bring in um, the situation of what your key points are. You want to have a signature story. So here's your key structure. And then we're going to get, a, and I'm going to walk you through when we come back from our break. A couple of the modules I've done in mine and show you how I can't show you visually. I'm going to be describing with words how I do it. So the structure starts with your opening story. It could be stats. It could be a point of view. And it's important to nail down what your opening is. I want you to have that memorized so you have it tied. It could be a one minute. It could be four and a half minutes. And by the way, on my openings, Every opening I have, whether whatever the talk is, I come together that I have a certain story that will start it. For example, if I'm speaking to a large group, especially that has at least 50% women, I am most likely going to open with a story that takes 4 minutes and 23 seconds. You see how I have it timed. 4 minutes, 23 seconds. I have had it choreographed. I have put it together. It is based on a true story. And, of course, I've added words to it. But basically, I was at a gig getting out of a car. And as I got out of the car, my underwear fell off as I went in to give my presentation. All right, it's a funny story. It humbles me. The audience laughs and laughs. They have a great time with it. And they connect. And we're off and running. All right. If I'm doing one on conflict resolution, I tell a story about how I ran into a butt of an elephant. And I actually pound, hit the top of the microphone. I don't use a lavalier. I use a handheld mic. I hit the top and make a real loud pop sound, get their attention. They go, whoa. And then I tell them why I tie it together. All right. So I have a different story for each speech I give. We're going to be right back. We'll get more into the structure. This is Judith Riles. You're listening to Author You, your guide to the This 
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Sometimes I don't get to listen to the commercial breaks um, when I have my uh, guests with me since I'm going solo today. But it is, it reminds me that in listening to both the Color House Graphics and Thompson Shore, I can't recommend these two printing operations for quality books for the small press, the independent press uh, uh, author. As they move on out, we have had nothing but excellent results. Their customer service is superb, and it's it's really a pleasure to work with both Phil Knight at Colorhouse Graphics and Dave Raymond at Thompson Shore. So, uh, you know, it, you can certainly pick them up. There's full information on the authoru.org site if you click on the Premier Partner uh, in, in, in about 
where it says, and you'll see Premier Partners, you will have full details of who and both what they do. And I, and I would encourage you to reach out to them um, or reach out to me and I'll do a personal introduction so you get a little bit extra hand-holding. It's always nice. All right, so we are into the structure of your speech. So opening story, stats, point of view. Signature stories are critical. I use them throughout my presentations. I always open. I have, when I would do money talks, I always talked about a woman who had a stash uh, sewn in curtains, drapes, and visually I act them out. And you need to, it's not just standing in front of a person who was speaking into a mic. Um, in on the stage, you have to have body movement and fluidity, and you're you're reaching out and you're engaging them. You have to be animated. Um, the last thing in giving a speech is that you get in front of a lectern and you talk like this, and you are boring. There is no reason why any speaker should be boring. Um, and if you're, if this is what you want to do, you, you can't, you can't afford it. You'll never be invited back. People will, um, and they will be talking about you. You, what you want to do them is have them talking about you, but that you rock. You're fun. You're, you're interactive. You're, you're delivering ahas. And in fact, you might want to create your own hashtag. So they can say, okay, while well, I'm talking it, if you hear, here's a key point. I've even, I've even sometimes created slides with a key point, and I put a hashtag in front of a couple of the words, and I said, okay, I'm going to put this up, and you can all blast this out. And, um, and they love that, pay attention to it. So start with that opening story, that stat that will tie in. It can be humorous. It can be, oh, my God, it could be. Um, something extraordinary, compelling. It could be a kick in the butt. It could be absolutely a fable and made up. But get it down and point. And we'll come back and tell you why you need to do that later. Now, points of view and points of wisdom. A points of wisdom is going to be the structuring as you go through it. And so whatever you are as you are moving through, I don't care if it's a 10-minute speech, a 45-minute speech, a 90-minute speech, I don't care what it is, you're going to have key points Right, those are your wisdom. So state what your point is. Um, and if you are using slides, learn how to use slides. You don't use a zillion different fonts. You don't put a zillion words on a slide. Use bullets. Bring each point up one point at a time. If you throw up a full slide all at once, it's loaded, fully loaded, um, unless it's a one-line saying that you want, you know, an aha, or what I call one of my keepers. Here's what everyone's going to do. They're going to stop and they're going to go through and read it. And, and you now have faded out in that. Bring it up one at a time. You're the expert. Make your point, whatever the point is, and then you talk off of it. It could be three words. That's it. And then you talk off of it. You bring in your stories, other stats. You could bring in examples. To support the point, you could bring in activities. You could you make suggestions or advice within it. Um, you could you then before you go to your next point, you repeat the point. So sandwich it, make a sandwich um, of that as you go together. Now sometimes I have and I have not been afraid with a group of a thousand people to do an activity with them where I have them doing something. I'm not talking about group hugs and things like that. 
and it could be a variety. Sometimes I have no fear of going out into an audience and moving around aggressively within an audience um, to hook in and connect with them. And by the way, one of the things that you want to do as a speaker is do not hang up out of the front. Greet people as they come in. Find your connections in your front rows. Make sure you make eyeball connections with people because you need to sometimes come back and re-plant um, uh, yourself. And you've got a friend. You've got a friend there on there. I sometimes will touch someone on the shoulder. You know, isn't that right, Ward? Isn't, you know, so what do you think, Sue? Um, and that I, you know, I want to see the name tags. I will, to call people out, it makes it much more an experience for them. Now, when you go to your next point, you're going to repeat the point, stories or stats, example suggestions, advice, and you repeat the point and you keep going on and you kill you come to the conclusion if you have also I need to say this if you've got something that's wrong with you that is obvious that people are going to see it could be a newly broken leg it could be a broken arm it could be you know who knows what if they can see something going on for example um, I was in um, Europe many years ago and I blew my knee out in Barcelona I was a great tourist and uh, and I my schedule was so booked I could not get in and get my the surgery done. Um, and so I was on crutches for many months. I got very good at moving around on a stage on one crunch eventually. I could point, I could do all kinds of stuff. But I began, I, I made up a ridiculous story about it. So you can forgive them because if, if they can you forgive, forgive them, they forgive you because if you if you've got something wrong, if you've got something broken, or uh, you know, I had these, I had multiple foot surgeries. I you know those wonderful, lovely orthopedic uh, surgical shoes you wear. I would let people know right offhand, so because they're going to wonder what's wrong with you. So let it know and do it. If you have a story, if you have a personal calamity that is woven in part of you, it's really important. Um, unless it's a very visual deformity um, that uh, burned people need to let people know early on um, what's going on that they're going to get stuck in wonder 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 um, if you have uh, a, a tragedy or if you let them know too early about whatever life's horrible hiccup is brought to you that they may get stuck and keep wondering about that the whole time so, um, and I've certainly, like many of you listening in, I've had more my share. I would never let out, never let out until toward maybe an end of a speech. For example, in the confidence factor is the only time I would bring out my hiccups and how I overcame having cancer, being paralyzed, dying and being brought back, having two of my children die go through an embezzlement where I lost in excess of a million dollars and we were homeless. Um, I would, I, I just wouldn't let that out too early because an audience would get so stuck on how in the heck did she get through that? Does that make sense? You know, as I say this, as you listen in to this, so it's important to understand. All right. So we've gone through the structure, your next point. Now time to close. Now, when you do a close, you also are going to have this nailed down pat. And you can, just remember this, this is one of my keepers. You can leave them laughing, 
You can leave them crying or you can leave them thinking, but you can't just leave them. And people always ask, what about Q&A? Well, I personally hate Q&A. Q&A loses your power. So if you are forced to do a Q&A, they want to leave times for questions. Here's what I would do. I would, I would allow it for it, but I would not give my final point in closing. I would let them know, before I give you my final point, before I leave you today, you know, I've got about five minutes for any questions. And then open it up. And then you take your power back and you do it that way. Now, I mentioned before we went to break, I wanted to give you um, a module. When I did my talk called, What the Bleep Did You Say?, and it was all on communication. I would throw up the slide, and it would be oh, it was if it was on my dealing with conflict, uh, zapping conflict in the workplace. The number two was you've got to speak up and speak out. And I would have a graphic on it, and it had a real fun sign I found, and it said, "Caution: This machine has no brain. Use your own." And um, so I'd start opening up the dialogue about that, and I'd, I'd ask my audience, how many of you have ever put your mouth into gear before your brain? And of course, we all have. We all have. I throw up my definition of communication, and I read it out loud. And by the way, if you have cartoons, you use cartoons, you read them out loud because everyone reads at a different pace. You want your audience to be moving at the same pace with you. Communication is translating your message into a clear, concise statement or concept that the receiver understands. That's my definition. So that means it is up to you as the speaker to communicate clearly and concisely in the jargon, in the vocabulary that the receiver understands and you got to figure that out. Then I'll throw up several cartoons. For one of them is, you know, where I've gotten permission to use them. And by the way, don't repeat your, don't uh, print. If you do handouts, don't print them up. Don't print them up and give them out to them. And so I would do uh, four, four cartoons in a row and I would read each one of them. They're each designed to laugh. They're each designed to make a key point. And then I would come in with a one of my keepers, which was the greatest problem in communication is the illusion that it's taken place. And it's a quote by George Bernard Shaw. And then I talk about that. All right, we're going to come back and we'll finish up this module with you. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you sell stuff? Do you want to sell books? Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The Free Terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. 
Contact Alan Dean at Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract Author You deal. Shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Browse will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Browse is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. 303 303- 882207. That's 303-852207. Or email her at Judith at Bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at my book shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from one to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Riles. Alrighty, so we were looking at putting these steps. I was telling you about a communication module I do. It's much more extensive. Um, and actually, I spend at least a half hour with this one module. Um, and I've got cartoons. I go into the greatest problem communication is the illusion that's taken place. And then I have another outrageous, maybe 20 slides of ridiculous-looking communications. For example, I have a poster board I found that says illiterate, 
write for free help. And I make comments about those kind of things. I have a, another one where I took a photo of a, well, we, where, I, where I get in talking about mixed messages. On the left of the photo, this big store, this big sign says store closing. And then right to the right of it, above the doors, it says now hiring. Um, and you know you can get into so much so much comments on things just by keeping your eyes open and alert and having your cell phone ready with the camera that will support you and then guess what you own them they're original um, I have a series of, of deals I go through that are, they're designed totally for laughter totally for laughter to bring my audience along um, because sometimes I'll speak right after lunch, which is a killer spot, a killer spot, because you got to wake them up. You know, the carbs are settling in and things to do. And then I go into that when we finally, I, I come into as I close up that uh, module, I will have actually have a communication quiz where I have people involved in the audience and we do different things. I reiterate what my definition of communication is, translating your message into a clear, concise statement or concept that the receiver understands. I will often put a, a keeper up when my personal keeper is that says, use common words to say or convey complex ideas. And so they, they, and then I add on to that saying, um, you know, I don't care if you have a PhD and crossword puzzles, you've got to keep it simple. And then I go into the four steps of communication. All right, so that's one of the modules. And then, you know, I, when I have more time, we, I go through several samples to show, actually show you when I'm teaching people how to create the speech of, of what to do to design it, to make it fun, to make it memorable, to get people buzzing, which means they want to bring you back and they will recommend you, which is one of the key things you must, must do. I mean, that's how you build your business. And in my speaking business, um, is that I literally was booked one year ahead. Now, signature stories. There is a difference between um, uh, jokes and stories. Most people don't tell jokes well. Stories come from your heart, and you've got to learn how to create them and craft them. You're the star usually of them, um, and that you, you, you put it together that way. So that your signature stories, for example, that um, when I lost my underwear, let me tell you, I did not return to Seattle for five years because I imagined that everyone in the world knew I lost my underwear um, and that everyone had seen me do it. And of course, that's my imagination. But did anyone see me? Yeah, they did. Because I ran into a woman in San Diego. I was a keynote speaker. And she said, were you in front of the, the Bon Marche department store in Seattle when that happened? And yes, I was. So, but the thing is, it became part. And people said, you are going to tell us that story, aren't you? You are going to um, bring that about. So, remember when you put this together, these stories, you got to have a title of your talk. You want to have all your key points, whether there are three key points. And a lot of times I would do the 10 steps or the 10 commandments or something like that. And maybe I didn't have time really to go into depth of 10, but I could do three in depth. So I would give everyone what the 10 is. I would do a highlight of the three and let them know I'm going to do a deep dive into these areas. You want to make sure you have stories and stats to support them. You want to have examples and activities, suggestions and advice for them as they go through it. It is critical, critical, critical to do this. Now, when it comes to dealing with nerves, let me tell you, there's going to be four of them, 
There's a mental that you do yourself. There's a physical kind of nerves, your bodies. There's the environmental. What if I, I was in a tornado? I've been in tornadoes. Um, I have been in hurricanes. I spoke in New Orleans where we ended up um, starting to go ahead and we did the, the entire thing in candlelight. And it was really kind of magical because you see the hurricane took out all the electricity. Um, sometimes there's a fire drill or sometimes it's so freaking cold that you can't stand it. Um, and you, you need to acknowledge that. And also, when you get up and you're introduced, please, 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 do not say, thank you all for being here. Thank you for being here. It's so nice to be in New Orleans once again, blah, 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 blah. Don't even go there. You're wasting your words and your time. Get into your opening story right away. And if, you know, if you're in the wrong midst of the audience, it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge. So make sure that you connect with them, touch bases with them, greet them as they come in, as I mentioned earlier. What happens if um, you've got a time crunch? Have you ever been in one of those meetings where it's like 60 minutes behind and everyone is jumpy? You can feel it. Here's what I would do. I would go to the meeting planner and say, I know you're behind. You want me to get you back on track. You know, I can cut my, my 60 minute or my 70 minute or whatever it is speech down to 10 minutes um, and give a key point and get you back on track. And I just hope you bring me back again. You know, you could be the hero. Or if they're not around, you know what? I'd ask your audience. I'd ask your audience and just say, I know that we're way behind. I know that you're hungry. I'm aware that it's freezing in this room. Here's what I can do. I can shorten this up to get us back on track. Would you like me to do this? And I hope you go to the meeting planner and say, please bring her back. You will be the hero. What do you do when that happens? First, you start with that open story. Don't give up your story. Come up with that number one thing that you identified in your, your, your speech mapping, that number one thing I need to have you take away. Do that module. Do your closing and get out. And that will help you so much in that process um, in it. All right, now, you've got to know, you've got to expect the unexpected. Let me tell you, it does happen all the time. Um, and remember that we've got speaking taboos. Taboos are you not knowing your audience, not knowing your environment, not knowing the equipment you're using, getting your timing off, um, not doing the right prep time. So that's critical as you move along in these areas. Make sure that you understand the hot topics that are in the area. So if you've booked a gig, Make sure that they sign you on as a regular participant so you are in the know of what they're being told. Make sure that you understand that. Um, make sure that your PowerPoints, if you're using them, you don't go into PowerPoint Hill, that you've got the right colors that people can see them, the graphics are readable. And make sure that you have a written, written introduction. Create a standard. You want it posted on your website. You want to send it ahead, send extra carry with you. It is not your resume. It is not your CV. A couple of paragraphs only. Maybe something a little fun, a little aha. Mention. Mention that you're an author, the topic. And if you have books, make sure the meeting planner, the host who introduces you, says you will be available when it comes back um into that uh that time can you go from free to fee absolutely start asking for pay if people say well we don't have any budget here's what you say well you're asking me to make a donation what will i get back in return that'll stop them make them think 
that there's got to be value to what you do. And they could be buying books, they could be recommending it, they could be doing so many things in this process in it. And it's really, uh, as, as I said, critical that you understand that you're in a business, they understand that you're in a business. I can tell you when I went out to speak, one day of travel, I always spent time there. Don't be a swooper. The single best thing that you can do is you're there. If, if, you're in a, if it's a two or three day conference, you know what? You need to negotiate that they will pay for your room and board during that time, that, that you will be there for the opening speech so you can tie it into yours and bring it together. You want to hang out. You want to have in your contract that you've got a, a table that you can have your books available, their educational support materials. If there's an exhibit area, maybe that part of your contract will include an exhibit space. You have to make that decision. Um, and that when you're and, and you let them know that as you close out your speech, you thank them then thank you for being with me today. That's it. That's it. And you're there to talk and chatter with them. Now, as I close out, I want to encourage all of you to go to my personal website, thebookshepherd.com, thebookshepherd.com, and I want you to look at my events. I've got two big things coming up. The Author's Arc. Join it. It's three months of online coaching with me. I do two live webinars a month. I do a group coaching with the group, and you get my slides, etc. And I do a one-on-one -on -one consulting. It's it's worth nine hundred a month. You pay less than half, um, and it's three months. The next session is starting in June, and Judith Bryles Unplugged is August first and second. You come to Denver, you're going to spend two extensive days with just me two days I limit it to 30 people two days and you're gonna have full training and guess what we will develop your speech I'm gonna show you to create a whole new crowdfunding for your book for your next project so much more I'm Judith Bryles go to thebookshepherd.com come to Judith Bryles Unplugged in August and join the author's arc we'll see you next time of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles